Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James, and it's so good to have you listening and joining us today. We pray that you are doing well. And hey, just want to let you know uh, that our aim here is to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus. And so every week we give you uh, a devotion that is hopefully beneficial for you. We try to keep those to 20 minutes or less. And what we also do is every once in a while we'll throw in uh, a sermon or, or two that I have preached in my church. If you don't know, I've been pastoring the same church for uh, over a decade now which is just fantastic. I love it. And uh, every once in a while, I'll throw a sermon in there for you like we did uh, for the month of December through some Christmas sermons up there for you, and hopefully it was beneficial for you. And this is our first episode of 2023, and I can't believe I'm saying 2023. I am a product of the 80s, and 2023 seemed so far away when I was growing up that um, I, I guess I'm just getting old. I'm just getting old, but it is so good to have you here with us today listening. So grateful for you and the the likes and the downloads and everything along those lines over the course of 2022. We really got into a rhythm there, getting episodes up every week. We got a website launched. We have a blog going that we've been doing for the last few uh, months, about two months or so. So we have a couple blogs over there. Would love for you to go over and check out the website, guardingthewell.com. You can connect with us. Uh, you could send us an email over there. You could check out the blog. You could uh, go to the bookstore and pick up either of the two books that I have written, and uh, hopefully you could do that. But if you don't mind helping us out this year, uh, if you would help us, this would be a huge, huge support for us. If you could tell others about the podcast, uh, maybe even the blog if you if you like the blog, but just tell others about the, the podcast that we have going on here and like and share and subscribe. That would be a huge support to us as we get into 2023 and moving throughout the year. And hopefully the Lord would just use this um, ministry to bless you and encourage you and strengthen you. And with that said, we're going to jump into our devotion uh, this week. And with that, I want to ask you a question. As we get into 2023, are you excited, scared, or nervous? Maybe even fearful. And here's why. As we start a new year, we never know what is going to happen. We don't know what a year is going to hold for us, and we never do. And because of that, to some degree, there's an excitement to that. Oh, it's going to be a good year, good year. But then, as you start thinking about it a little bit, there might be a little bit of fear. Like, oh, what is going to happen? I'll give you a brief overview of my year last year. 2022 started with my wife having surgery. She had surgery, and so she was not bedridden, uh, but because of the surgery that she had, she her movement wasn't what it normally was. And so she couldn't do the things that she normally do as she recovered. And so that was a good... A month and a half, two months before she got to the point where she could do things about 50, 60%. And so that was difficult. We started the year off with that. And then we ended 2022 with my oldest son having major back surgery. We had, uh, they had to put two metal 
rods into his back. So they, they had to fuse some rods to his back uh, with some screws and clamps and everything along those lines. That was a nine-hour surgery. And so that's how he ended the year off. And he's still recovering from that and thankful that he is doing well. But those types of things, you don't know going into a year if they're going to happen or not. And so because of that, we have a little bit of a few, uh, fear. Uh, the new year can be scary. And that's with all aspects of life. We don't know what's going to happen. And there are times where we just sit and think, what, what is going to happen? What's going to take place? And we say that we trust God, but do you actually trust God? Do you trust Jesus with the year ahead of you right now, or are you just saying it? Do you trust the God of all creation in the midst of everything going on in your life right now, everything that took place last year for you, maybe in light of everything that you think might take place this year? Do you really trust the Lord? And for some of you, you might be saying, well, I, I don't really know. And it's okay. I hear you. Everybody struggles with that. Solomon tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, on, lean not on your own understanding. And I know that verse is easier said than done. It is hard to trust the Lord when we don't understand. When we don't understand or we don't see, we don't know what's going on, it's hard to trust Him in the midst of difficulties and hardships and, and just confusion, if you would. But do you know that's where true trusting happens? True trusting in the Lord happens when we don't understand. And so what do we do when we're struggling to trust the Lord? Because maybe that's where you find yourself right now at the start of a new year. You're struggling to trust the Lord. Well, what are we to do when, when we're in that season, when we're in that boat? And I'm going to say something, and it might sound a little off to you, but I'll explain what I mean. What you and I need to do when we are struggling to trust the Lord is this. We need to feed our trust in Him, that we are to feed His trust. And what I mean by that is this. Have you ever had somebody in your life do something or say something that built trust, where they showed up on a rainy night when you needed them, and you go, oh, I can trust them. Or maybe they spoke into your life when you needed it most, and you go, you know what? I, I can trust them a little bit more with, with my life and what's going on. And what happened is they fed your trust. They built your trust, their, your trust in them. And that's what we need to do with the Lord. We need to feed our trust. Or another way of saying that is allow God to feed our trust in Him. That where we look at the Lord and go, you know what? I can trust God because of these reasons. I could trust the Lord more and more and more. And I wanted to give you a couple things today uh, in this episode that helps us to feed our trust in the Lord, where we can trust the Lord more and more in those seasons of, of, of doubt, of hardship, uh, of struggles. And one of the areas that I've always loved that does this for me, and this is this is coming from something that, you know, the Lord has worked in my heart with, and it's an area of Scripture that He's used to feed my trust of Him more, is actually the triumphal entry of Jesus. And uh, it's in Luke chapter 19, if you want to uh, read this passage later on, but in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 to 44, 
Jesus is it's the triumphal entry. So he's he's going into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. And there's just three things I want to lay at your feet really quick for you today that helps build your trust in the Lord. And one of the first things that we see in this section of, of scripture is this is that God goes before of us, before us. And it is that fact that should feed our trust, that builds our trust in the Lord. In Luke chapter 19, verse 28, we read this. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And what we read there is this. Jesus has been in Jericho at the house of uh, Zacchaeus. And he gets to the point, he's like, okay, now it's time for me to leave Jericho and I'm going to go to Jerusalem. And we read that Jesus went ahead. And that is what gets me in that, that place, that verse, that Jesus went ahead. Jesus knew what was going to take place to him in Jerusalem. The disciples had no idea what was going to take place even though Jesus told them many times, but Jesus knew what awaited him. Jesus knew what was going to happen on that Friday. He knew of the betrayal of Judas. He knew of the pain and the death that awaited him, but Jesus also knew of the resurrection as well, and yet Jesus went anyways. This always stands out to me, that Jesus went to the city even though, and listen to this, the religious leaders had pretty much put Jesus on the wanted list, meaning if someone saw Jesus or knew where he was, they were to go and tell them so that they could arrest Jesus. And so Jesus knew of the trial that awaited him. But Luke tells us in verse 28, after Jesus had said this, he went ahead. He went ahead to Jerusalem. So what does this have to do with feeding our trust with the Lord? And it's that one word in that verse. It's the word ahead. If you go ahead of someone, that means that you're in front of them, that you're leading them, that you're going first. Jesus went first. He went out ahead of everybody. Jesus went first walking into enemy lines. Our trust of Jesus is fed and fostered when we realize and remember that Jesus goes ahead of us in all things. I'll give you a story. My son had surgery the end of 2022, as I mentioned a few moments ago, and it was it was major, major surgery. As I said, it was a nine-hour surgery, and it was difficult in, in the least. And one of the things that happened was we were in... Um, the the prep room if you would right before he was getting rolled back for surgery and for a host of different reasons that i won't get into anesthesia is not uh a great thing for my my son because of his muscular dystrophy and because of his muscular dystrophy it's really hard to uh get ivs in and so the anesthesias came out and they had a, a needle in an IV in and she goes oh that's too small in case we need to put blood in like a blood transfusion or anything along those lines and so she goes on to tell us that they're they're gonna have to put another uh, IV in. He ended up coming out with four in his body, but she goes, we're gonna have to put another one in, but there's some risks for us to put in this central line. She goes, we could cut an artery. We could end up putting fluid around his lungs and him coming out with a chest tube and not things you wanna hear at eight o'clock in the morning when your son is going back for major, major surgery. And my wife and I, and my son, he was there hearing this, was shaken by all of this. 
And we were already nervous because of the surgery, but to hear those things, and and the doctor has to tell you those things beforehand, and so you're thankful for it. Um, You're not mad at them. It's just scary. And so we're all upset. But what happened next was the Lord going ahead of us. Someone that I know had uh, knows the doctor that was performing the surgery and told him that he needed to take good care of good care of my son. Uh, I was their pastor and everything along those lines. And the back surgeon finally comes because they have to sign off on the surgery. He had to put his name on my son's back and everything along those lines and talk to him before he got back. And so 10 minutes, about 10 to 15 minutes before they rolled my son back for surgery, the, the main doctor, the one doing the surgery, the back doctor comes over and he's a great guy. He is talking to us. And then he goes, Hey, do you mind if I pray with you? As a pastor, I have sat and prayed with people as their loved ones are dying before they go back for surgery, as they're recovering from surgery. I've prayed for people in all those situations. But that day, I wanted to pray for my son, but it was such so much emotion that I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't pray for him. I wanted to. I, I prayed for him internally but externally for us to pray it was really hard and i'm going lord i i want to pray for us all to, to calm down but i don't know if i could do it verbally externally and so the heart doctor comes over and he talks and he goes you know what i want to pray for you because he's a believer and he goes i want to pray for you and he prayed with us right before they took my son back And that is the Lord going ahead of us in those hardships, in those difficulties, in those times of fear, that Jesus is already there. He's gone ahead of us and taking care of things, and he's working in areas and places. And when we realize that Jesus goes ahead of us, that feeds our trust in him. It really does. But another thing that feeds our trust in in Jesus is this, and that is his, his word is fulfilled. And what I mean by that is this, and the triumphal entry gives us a great picture of it. Uh, Jesus tells his disciples that, hey, I want you to go up and go to the next town, and there's going to be a colt there. There's going to be a young donkey. And what I want you to do is I want you to untie that colt and bring it to me. And if anybody asks you what you're doing, just tell them that the rabbi needs it, that the master needs it. Now, To you and I, if we go to another town and see, say, a bicycle that is tied up and we start untying the bicycle, somebody's going to go, hey, why are you stealing that bicycle? And if we go, well, the pastor needs it, that person's going to laugh at you, then call the police. What Jesus does here is he goes this, I want you to go untie that colt and if anybody asks, just tell them the master needs it. And that's exactly what happens. They go to the next town. They don't talk to anybody. They just see this colt there. And they go, that must be the colt Jesus wants us to untie. They untie it. Some guy goes, what are you doing? And they go, the master needs it. And they go, okay. And everything was great. Everything worked out well. Jesus's word was fulfilled. It was fulfilled. God's word is always fulfilled. Think for a minute. Let's just say one of those two disciples that went to get that cult was Peter. Think of what has taken place in Peter's life with Jesus. 
Peter, uh, Jesus said to Peter, Peter, come out of the boat and come onto the water. Come to me. What does Peter do? He gets out of the boat, walks on water. Yes, he does start to sing, but he, he walks on water. And then there's another time where Jesus goes, Peter, I know you've been fishing all night long and you haven't caught anything, but what I want you to do is throw your net on the other side of the boat and you're going to catch, catch a ton of fish. And Peter's like, ah, okay. Peter does it. And guess what? The nets are just filled. And then there's another time Jesus goes, Peter, I want you to go down to the water and the first fish that you catch open its mouth, and inside the mouth of the fish, there's going to be a coin that can pay your tax and my tax. The disciples learned that when Jesus said something would happen, it happened. His word was always fulfilled. And that tells us that Jesus and his word is trustworthy, it's right, and it's faithful. God's word is always fulfilled, and our trust in Jesus is fed and fostered as we see the fulfillment of his word in our lives. And that starts with you and I knowing his word. But trust happens and is built when we see and know that the word of someone is trustworthy, and that is Jesus. Jesus promises to you so much. He promises to be there with you, to guide you, to protect you according to his will, to provide for us according to his will. He tells us, he promises us that he's coming back for us, for those that are in him, that we would be with him in heaven for all time. His word tells us that Jesus has overcome this world. His word tells us, Jesus tells us that he has given to us his peace. And so if you're in a season right now and you're struggling to trust Jesus, Jesus, please remember that his word is always fulfilled. His word is always fulfilled and that you could trust him. And there's the other thing about this passage of the triumphal entry that just builds our trust in Jesus. And, and I love this one. And I, I call it the weeping king. And what I mean by that is this. I'll read to you verses 41 to 44. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And that word wept doesn't mean just a little tear coming down the face of Jesus. It means he was crying and crying. And it goes on to say, Jesus said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground and you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Jesus tells the nation of Israel, the Jews, that judgment is coming upon them, and it does in 70 A.D., but that judgment is coming upon them because they rejected Jesus. That they, They're going to be punished because they rejected the Messiah. And Jesus calls them out on this. But in all of this, I noticed what, that Jesus is weeping. He's crying. You could see the tears rolling down his face. You could see the emotion, the love, the care that Jesus has for these people, even though they have rejected him, that they're going to reject him, and that they're going to literally murder him. But why is Jesus crying? Jesus is crying because he loves them. He has compassion for them. He cares for them. And he really doesn't want them to go through what they're going to go through, but they reject him. And in this, we see the compassion and the love that the king has. Friends, Jesus loves you. 
Jesus has compassion for you. And when you know someone loves you and cares for you and out for your best interest, which is always found in God's glory, trust is fed. Trust is fostered there. I have four kids, and so when my kids know that I love them and that what I am doing is for their best interest, even if they don't like it, even if they don't understand it, even if they don't see it, if they know that I love them and what I'm doing is for their best interest, they know they can trust me. And that is how it is with Jesus, that our trust in Jesus in times of not seeing and not knowing and not understanding is strengthened because we know he loves us and has compassion for us. So how is your trust in Jesus right now going into a new year? You can trust Jesus. You could feed your trust in Jesus right now because he goes ahead of you. His word is fulfilled all the time and he loves you. And because of those three things, you can trust Jesus all the more going into this new year. And I pray that that is encouraging to you, and I pray that that is a blessing for you. And I pray that you would just take that and run with that this year, and just love and live for Jesus like you've never have before. And so this, if this has been a blessing to you, I ask that you would hit that like button. If you would share it with somebody else, and maybe you could go over to, uh, if you'd go over to the website and connect with us at guardingthewell.com, we'd love to hear from you. And so we pray that you would have a great day and a great start to this 2023. You take care.